This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, April 6th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what you need to know today. The police chief in Minneapolis takes the stand against Derek Chauvin, plus an environmental crisis in Florida. But first, the post-pandemic career shakeup is today's one big thing. A new workplace survey finds that one out of every four highly skilled workers say they're getting ready to leave their jobs or switch careers once the pandemic subsides. This could cause a massive reshuffling of high-skilled workers and could have long-term effects on the workforce. Axios's national technology reporter Kim Hart is here to break this down. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. Why is this happening? There are a few things going on here. Workers have been cooped up in their homes. We're talking about white-collar workers here who usually work remotely in their current jobs. Financially, health-wise, childcare-wise, it's been a stressful year. And people were just heads down trying to get through the day. And so people really weren't changing jobs. And turnover rates were very low at a lot of companies. As we're starting to come out of the pandemic, there's a new sense of optimism. Some surveys are showing there's a pent-up demand for making a change, switching roles, finding a new job, as some economists have found. And there's also just this disconnection from their companies that they're feeling after being in remote roles for this long that is making people kind of look around and say, okay, what's next? Kim, when we're saying reshuffling, what would that look like? What we're looking at really is the highest performers, the high-skilled workers, and that's what employers are most worried about. And they're the ones who are least tied to geography. And these are the workers that are really hard to replace because they've, you know, have special skills or they have learned on the job training that takes time to get other people up to speed. And there's a big skills gap generally among the working population in the U.S., Employers are just worried about, are we going to lose our most valuable employees to other companies? So companies are starting to reassess their culture. What can they do to retain these employees so that they don't end up with big gaps in the next several months? Speaking of gaps, you wrote this could actually widen the gap between men and women in the workplace, which we already know has been an issue in this pandemic. Why is that? Well, when you think about the remote work environment that we're in, there are some interesting dynamics emerging. So as offices reopen, some people may want to go back into the office and have more opportunity to. Others may feel the need to stay home more or not really want to go back into the office. And a big part of that latter group are women who may have other responsibilities. They may have childcare responsibilities that are ongoing or caring for other family members, roles that they have assumed because 
because of the pandemic, as women who have those responsibilities, we may not have the same opportunities to get the better projects at work or have the same face time with the higher ups in the workplace and be hit with the perception that we are not the high performing workers because we have less time in the office itself. And so that is one area that could impact the gender gap and the wage gap between men and women going forward. Access's national technology correspondent, Kim Hart. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. In 15 seconds, the Minneapolis police chief's testimony about George Floyd's death. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to Axios Today. The second week of the Derek Chauvin trial in Minneapolis began yesterday, and the city's police chief, Madera Arredondo, took the stand to testify against former police officer Derek Chauvin. To continue to apply that level of force to a person proned out, handcuffed behind their back, that in no way, shape, or form is anything that um, is by policy, is not part of our training, and it is certainly not part of our ethics or our values. Axios' Twin Cities reporter Nick Halter has been following the trial. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Nyla. What do we need to know about this particular police chief, Nick? Chief Rondo is a very popular police chief amongst the general public of Minneapolis, but he is sort of in this very difficult position in that the city council wants to dismantle his police department, and the police union also does not like him and has spoken out against him. In this larger debate about policing in Minneapolis right now, he is held up by the mayor as the guy who can finally reform the police department. When he was an officer, he actually sued the police department for racial discrimination and won. He's the city's first black police chief. And so, you know, what he would like to come get across to the public is that the police department can survive this and reform itself. That said, what should we make of his testimony? His main point is that this is against the Minneapolis Police Department's policy. This is an example of an officer not following policy. Bigger picture here, I mean, this is somewhat about the Minneapolis Police Department and whether or not this is a culture problem at the Minneapolis Police Department. And I think what Chief Rondo wants to convey both to the jury and I think to the public is that this is someone who acted outside of policy and otherwise the Minneapolis Police Department has strong policies. Where does the trial go from here? Well, I think we're probably going to turn later this week towards more medical testimony with the Hennepin County Medical Examiner and other experts, largely about the cause of death. That's going to probably be the big testimony over the next few days. Actress's Twin Cities reporter Nick Halter from Minneapolis. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nyla. More than 300 homes have been evacuated outside of Tampa, Florida, as crews try to prevent catastrophic flooding from an industrial site full of 800 million gallons of radioactive wastewater. 
Axios local reporter Ben Montgomery is joining us from Tampa to catch us up quick. Ben, what's in this water? Well, this water is mostly rainwater, mostly dredging water, saltwater from Tampa Bay. And then also it is the polluted byproduct that's created when you process phosphate for fertilizer. And so this Piney Point property has long been considered one of the biggest environmental threats, not just to Tampa Bay, but in all of Florida history. How did we get to this point that we're at now? Well, they began processing uh, phosphate into fertilizer there in the 1960s. Sometime in the late 1990s, early 2000s, the place was abandoned. And once industry leaves, it leaves behind a mess, an environmental mess. And the only thing that can be done with that water is to let it sit and evaporate and to try to get the contaminants out when they become hardened after the water evaporates. And so, unfortunately, in Florida, it rains all the time. And so that water is never able to fully evaporate because it's in a big, massive open pool, and it's constantly taking on more water. So there, there it sits. Are there sites like this all over Florida? And why is this one so important? There are. There are nearly two dozen sites in Florida, former or abandoned phosphate mines. This one is so important because it sits right on the edge of Tampa Bay. And so if there's any spillage of that contaminated water from these pools, it can cause algae blooms, which are detrimental to fish. It causes red tide and massive fish kills, which is the major concern uh, on the part of environmentalists with this spill. Axios local reporter Ben Montgomery. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Before we go today, book your vacation now to this humble little oasis. If heaven had a creek, it would be this one. That's Catherine O'Hara playing the character Moira Rose on the hit show Schitt's Creek. She just picked up a SAG award, which marked a complete sweep. O'Hara becomes only the fourth actor in history to win all five of the major awards in one season. That's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at exos.com or find me on Twitter. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.